Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. This podcast is sponsored by Bonnie Affair. Bonnie Affair is an event company based in Glasgow which organises group activities for corporate team building days, hen and stag parties and birthday celebrations in Scotland. With over 30 activities to choose from, you can take part in outdoor pursuits, food and drink masterclasses, pampering days and craft classes. Bonnie Affair have been making headline news as they created a fun and unique class called Bling My Bits. These classes involve painting and decorating an erotic mould whilst educating the group on the importance of testicular, breast and cervical cancer. Their next event will be held at Versanta on June the 11th for Cervical Screening Awareness Week, where all proceeds go to Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust. For any event booking or to book tickets for the fundraiser, you can contact Bonnie Affair at info at bonnieaffair.co.uk. You can also visit the website at www.bonnieaffair.co.uk and follow them on Insta, Twitter and Facebook at Bonnie Affair. Bonnie Affair, saving you money, time and stress. Hello and welcome to the GGC podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for you all. On today's podcast we catch up with the owner of the Grow Consultancy, Laurie McPherson. The Grow Consultancy helps busy business owners to have happy and healthy staff who get great results by providing leadership and wellbeing training. And so on this podcast, Laurie chats about the various situations she can help business owners navigate and avoid. A podcast full of tips, we also hear Laurie's advice on networking and money management, as these are two things she's also become expert in. A cracker for businesses with staff, for those looking to find out how to grow their networks, and to discover ways in which we can all make a few golden nuggets back with our spending. It's over to Laurie. So hello Laurie. Hi Laura. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we're finally getting a chance to chat because I've wanted you on the podcast for a while. Great, thank you. So tell us a bit about you then, Laurie. So I recently started a business called The Grow Consultancy because I have done lots and lots of training over the years okay. as a retail manager um, for lots of different companies, Goldsmiths, Bravissimo, Warehouse, Big Post, um, Supervised Ted Baker, many moons ago, so all the good ones. Um, and prior to that, I was a team leader overseas for Thompson Holidays. Oh, amazing. Um, I did that. I was overseas in one capacity or other for eight years and did a lot of training with teams there, did a lot of training with teams here. And then laterally, I worked for Ingeus and did employability, which okay. was getting a long term unemployed clients back to work. Okay. And with the role there, things changed and there was lots of movement in the company. So I ended up being able to do a lot of the training of the clients there as well. Brilliant. Um, and seeing them coming on and really getting their confidence was amazing because at first they were all terrified to into a group set, like, situation yep. they were all really nervous and after a few weeks time they'd be asking you if they could stay together and if they could stay on and work together more because they got so much out of it and it was all around confidence and routine and just building people up so when redundancy came I decided that the thing that I loved the most was training okay I love training my teams in retail to deliver you know new product launches and whatever was happening there and I love training my teams overseas there's a lot of kids rep training uh, rep training laterally and then within GS it was training the clients so this is the thing that I love the most so I've decided to, to start my own company and I do predominantly leadership and also mental health and well-being training brilliant so you're a real people person? Yes, I absolutely love um, people 
one of the things that I love most about doing the, the business side of things is the networking. And I do lots of business networking in lots of different groups. Brilliant. Uh, obviously, I'm a member of the GGC oh, business. Yes. Thank and you. An integral part, I must say. I love going along to the Glow groups because you just get so much support from the women there. It's they're just... And they're a good laugh, aren't they're, they? They're a great bunch. They really are. And they've been so helpful. Even the ones I haven't met have been messaging me privately and just, just been great. Um, I'm a member of Scottish Women in Business. I'm going to their awards on Sunday. Brilliant. Um, in place of Fiona from East End Connections. Um, who I'm also a member of that um, so I also go to First Wednesday and um, God, I'm trying to think of all the different networking I'm a member of 4N networking as well and I'm actually starting their Glasgow lunch networking Brilliant. Um, on the 29th of May so that'll be a great um, event as well and it's just all about connections and I'm very much aware that sometimes when I go into a room especially when it's all small businesses my audience, my customer is not in the room Okay, my people need to have a few staff really for, for them to need my services. But what they can do is they can always recommend me. And I yeah, think, exactly. you know, as you see, we're all one man bands and I'm sure if you were to hire staff, you would be an absolutely wonderful manager. But you may go out on Saturday night and have a chat with your friend and he says, how's work? And you say, how's work back? And he says, oh, everything's great, but my team, oh my goodness, I'm having some problems and some struggles and this is happening. Yep. And that's when the light bulb comes on and they say, I think you need, I think you need Laurie. Yeah, I think that's, you're so right. Networking is almost, like a very high percentage is a referral, isn't it? It's, it it's what is. you get kind of ensuing from it. Definitely. That, make, that brings the value. So that's brilliant. Definitely. So, that's really interesting what you said. So someone who has got... Because we all know that humans are so different from each other. Absolutely. And some personalities clash. Yes. So in that situation, that's where those people would want to probably learn how to deal with certain personalities. Yes. So talk to us about some situations where you know people would come up again. Because I know that you mentioned tradesmen taking on apprenticeships and stuff like that. Yes. So one of the things that I do is go into companies and deliver training for their employees as a, as a group. So I've been working with a group of nurseries recently okay. and it's nursery managers. So they are all obviously fantastic with the children, fantastic with the parents, but then they have to manage a team. Okay. And in nurseries, what, what the issue was can be is that they've got a lot of young staff who yep. are just doing their apprenticeships and training who have their own issues and problems, as we know. And they've also got a lot of older staff who've been there for years who came in kind of pre-legislation okay. and who kind to say and whose kind of attitude is well I'm just here to kind of play with the wains yes. I don't really understand all this gluten and suntan lotion and all this and you know that's the, that was when they came in it was all yes. like that and nowadays things have changed so you're basically stuck in the middle of these two groups Okay. so one of the things I can do is the kind of personality test inside of things to see how do things sit with you and how do things sit with someone else and how does someone how do you like to be spoken to but also how do they like to be spoken to Okay. so it's really good to see the kind of oh yeah that the light bulb's going off when yeah. people say oh yeah that's I do that because of that and then that has that impact on that person would actually if I realise that that person doesn't like to be spoken to like that yes I always say it's not about right and wrong but in my last workplace and she knows I, I've said this before so she's not going to get offended I'm a massive extrovert really chatty come in on a Monday morning want to talk the legs off anyone yes and my pal's an introvert who's had company all weekend thanks and she yeah. just wants to get on with her work yeah and I'm sitting there thinking what's wrong with her <laughs> Do you want to talk to me? What have I done? Yes. But I'm not now because I've done all the work and I know that she's an introvert and when she's ready, she'll talk. <laughs> but otherwise, you've got that real, what have I done? Yeah. You know, and you start to get that, start to see the real rub. 
Yeah. And I was talking to a group of guys, I was doing some employability work about it, and one of them is a total techie, really, really clever with computers, and he just sees people as problems to be sorted. Okay. <laughs> so I'm over on his desk, and I was saying to him, you know, I'm at your desk, yabbering away, swinging my legs, chatting about my weekend, and you're just thinking, gonna move, you know, so that I can get my, my work done. And neither, again, is wrong. Yeah. And you probably think, you're great, but yeah. please yeah. can you get off my desk so that I can crack on with this problem I'm dealing with? Uh-huh, because that's, so that's the way his Because that's his mind and that's yes. the way it works. So, and it's the whole introvert-extrovert thing as well as also how you see and perceive things. And in a team, it's great to have a good mix, but often, we've talked about this before, you're either recruiting your own image. Yes, and then yes. Super annoyed when they do things that you used to do. I've done it. I hired a really salesy, bright, bubbly 20-year-old right. and said... Well, she was out again last night and my manager said, you know, you hired her. You hired yourself, your 20-year-old self, and then you're annoyed at her behaving like your 20-year-old self. And you're like, oh, yes, I did. So especially in sales roles, you, you pick someone dead bubbly in sales and then you wonder why they're not the most reliable person because they haven't got a plan. They've just gone out and done it. But that's me. So all the personality stuff is fascinating. And then there's the bit about, yeah, if the other sort of side of things that I run is workshops for individuals. So... And this came out of an idea from the Glow Group was every industry we spoke about, didn't they? Yeah. The girls all said, oh, yeah, that, that industry really needs this. So hairdressers who are good hairdressers end up running salons. Yes. They've no idea how to manage people. Yeah. Because how would they? That wasn't their training. Their yeah. training's in colouring and cutting and all the techniques. But now suddenly you've got a team of girls, often young girls under you, and you yeah. think, I don't, I don't know how to manage them. And some people just say, oh, my God, I hate people management. Yeah. It's because they don't know how to do it. Okay. I've never shown them. Okay. Um... PTs, the girls were saying as well, a great personal trainer often ends up running a gym. Yes. Again, you've got tons of staff, again, often young, again, with their own clients and agenda and their own different ways of doing things. Yeah. If you've got a tradesman who's good, you've got a builder who's really busy. Yeah. Eventually, he wants to take a couple of boys on. Yeah. He knows how to pay them. He's already got an account and that side of it's done. It's the actual day-to-day man management stuff yeah. and how to lead them and how to get them to do what he needs them to do. Yeah. And people struggle with that. So that's where I can come in and get them in a room um, and ask them, what do you need? What are your challenges? And it's it's all the same stuff okay. in every industry. And I was talking to someone today and it was about IT. And he was like, oh, imagine the, the extra challenge of the people in IT who don't want to speak. Yeah. And now they have to suddenly manage a team. So, I mean that would really ch- that really changes someone's job. That could make yeah. you go from say you love your job and you're in IT and you're very good at techie and you know you're focused on machines mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you've got three people to manage. That could make you hate your job. Oh, you could hate it. I've got a good good friend who um, absolutely hates people management. And every now and again he's like, right, I've seen this job and I'm going to go. I'm like, no, you're no, because you just hate it. You, you say <laughs> to me, I wish they'd just all come in and get on with their work. And yeah. I'm like, that's I not going to happen. I know, not ask me questions, not speak, <laughs> just, just do their work. <laughs> that is never ever going to happen because people are people and they have yeah. all their stuff to bring to the table yeah. so the more understanding and awareness you can have of people and how they work and why they tick and why they behave the way they do the better and companies are right to promote from within Yes, but then give them the sales the skills Sorry, the sales, the sales is the environment where it ha- I noticed that the worst was a good salesperson gets promoted yep. Yep. so you're then left with a totally ineffectual manager and you've lost your best salesperson so you're actually money short as well. Yeah. So it's really, really, in that case, all about the bottom line. The quicker you can get them to manage people and bring them on and get their salespeople, someone trained up to become them, yeah. the easier and better it is for the business. It sometimes takes having an outside perspective, doesn't it? Yes. Because I often say this, even things about the GGC, like I'm so close to it yeah. that 
I don't see the wood for the trees sometimes. Absolutely. And whereas when you do get someone else to come in, so I'd, obviously we were talking, don't have staff yet, but say, say a larger scale company, they, they may be like, what's happening here? Like what? Yep. But then you're coming in and you're like, this is what's happening. Yeah, this is exactly what's happening. This person's playing out this. This person's playing out that. This person is has got this going on and I can spot that straight away because I'm an outsider and I don't know the people. Yeah. So it's really interesting the, the couple of trainings that I've done and someone says, and this person behaves like that. And you're like, well, you know, what have you done about it? What have you what have you spoken to them about it? Yeah. Someone's on probation. They're, they're not performing the way they should. Okay, so have you spoken to them? Well, no. So do they even know what the expectation is? Yeah. You think it's obvious. And do you know the thing that, I, they all laugh, but the thing that used to annoy me most when I worked in retail was that nobody would ever put the bins out. Really? Okay, okay. <laughs> it's the simplest thing. <laughs> and sometimes I would be like, but at, it's at the door. You know, it's just straight in front of the shop. Sometimes it wasn't. It was like when I worked in the shopping centres, it was always down hundreds of dark and dingy corridors. And I understood why my young girls didn't want to go down Aye. there. But other times it was like, it's open the front door and put a bin out. And it's the simplest things, but yeah. it just annoys the life out of you. But have you actually told them? That's you something I need to do on every shift. Yeah. And kept seeing it and kept seeing it like a broken record until eventually it happens. It happens, absolutely. So if I was to put you on the spot and ask for three top people management tips, just not looking specifically at any types of people. Yeah. But before, like, obviously this is, you'll be delving right deeper than this, but three top things to kind of say you've been promoted just to be aware of when it comes to people management. Yeah, for sure. So one, think about the types of people you're working okay. with. And um, there are lots of different tools out there. Myers Briggs, Colour Insights. There's the Buzz Personality Test. It's not a bad place to start because it's yeah. based on Myers Briggs. You can get them all to do it, and it, it gives you a start of a ten on okay. how people do react, and that that you then start to think, yeah, that's because of that. And actually, if I'm going to get the best out of her, I'm going to go about it this way. And it's not manipulation, but it yeah kind of is yeah um, the other thing is about the really big thing is about setting expectations okay um, people don't set expectations they say oh you know you know what she's like she's just a bit I'd like us to have a bit more of passion or I'd like yeah. us to have a bit more drive what does that actually look and sound like yeah so what I'd like you to start doing is XYZ. What I'd like you to stop doing is XYZ. Yep. And make that as you that's not acceptable. That was great what you did today and constantly feedback. Okay. Um, and we're really bad in Scotland for saying, oh, I just want them to have a bit more about them. What does that mean? <laughs> what does <laughs> what does it mean? I know what it means, it's a bit more oomph, a bit more <laughs> pizzazz, a bit more you want them to be a bit more like you, you want them to be a bit more salesy, but then you get annoyed when they're like you as well. So yeah, be specific. Okay, you know, be specific. start doing that. So we talked about the other day, like you know, start giving feedback, and okay. then they can start to be receptive to feedback. Um, I guess the other thing is about feedback. It's about telling people when they've done something really well, yes. and making that something that you do regularly. It can be deeply uncomfortable. Yes. Like, listen, I heard you speaking to that customer there, and what you said was this, and what the impact it had was, and they can be standing there thinking, oh, you know, that's all a bit cheesy and a bit American, a bit uncomfortable, but actually, again, it's up to you to embed that and make it normal yeah, and make and that boosts, just something that you do. Them. It boosts them so much. It does boost them. What do you think about criticising? How do you go about that? Because I know that we talk about constructive criticism. Yeah. Some people don't take criticism regardless of whether it is constructive Yes. What do you think about, because it needs to happen. It has to Similarly, happen. Similarly, feedback, that is another form of feedback, but how... 
there is a thing again about how do they like to be fed back to okay. and knowing how they're going to react and again it's not mind reading but I'm a red person when I do the insights so I can be fed back to quite directly Okay. and I don't mind that I actually take criticism really really well okay. because I think okay right fine fair enough you had the guts to say it I'm going to have the guts to listen to it Yes. if they're a blue person and again you can have a look out for the sort of you know they like to know the details yes. so if you tell them if you can tell them details you were in you came in at 9.03 yesterday yep. and 9.06 on Monday yep. they'll go with that because it's details it's factual okay your green people are feelers so they like to be um, it's all about the emotion side of things so yep. you can say is everything okay because I've noticed you've been coming in late a little bit lately yeah. are you, has something changed okay. is there road works is there anything going on that you need to get into the feelings yep. and your yellows are your sort of rays of sunshine until they're not so you need to look around again they'll make a big could make a big drama okay. there could be tears you know okay. about something quite simple right. so just be prepared for that okay. you know um, and that's sort of one of the things is, is how they like to be fed back to okay um, and the other things there's techniques that you can use for sort of like coaching them and specific feedback so the SIFT model um, and it's being quite direct and it is having the confidence to be quite direct mm-hmm. and just to say it and if it isn't right it's not right Yeah. if you don't tell them they're never going to know yeah well that's people it people just don't no, they're not course, managers you know and your standards might not be you know I used to Going to places where they didn't iron the clothes before they put them out, or they might have a chip nail varnishing for them. That was fine for me. It's just not okay. Yes. So I, they, they they hated it, but I used to have to say, "Look, you're going to have to do this because yeah. it's just not acceptable in in this shop anymore." So can you yeah. can you fix it? And it wasn't hugely popular, but in time, again, it worked because they just know it's just not an okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's the thing because it's all about brand perception, isn't it? Yeah, especially in retail as well. Absolutely, you don't, you don't want someone that's. Unless it's a, like a kind of indie shop and then scruffy yeah. the look, but absolutely, when it's someone like Ted Baker or, or yeah, where no, nobody was scruffy in Ted Baker. Oh god, but um, <laughs> Ted Baker, <laughs> they were just they were just gorgeous. But um, you know, you, you sort of have to. There have to be rules and regulations. And yeah. once you're over a certain price point, clothes have to be steamed before they, they're hung. Yeah. When you're shopping in Primark and H and M, absolutely not at all. You yeah. don't expect it. It's in and out, seven quid, happy days in a bag. Yeah. But yeah. if you're spending a hundred pounds. There has to be a level of oh, care. Oh, of course, you know, of course, so exactly. It's all about the brand. All about the brand. So tell us, Laurie, because you also do a few other bits and bobs as well. And one thing is workshops. Yes. So talk to us about, because you've got a few things coming up. So tell yes. us about that. So I run workshops on um, well-being without waffle. Okay, I love that. Which is an introduction to well-being for managers. And I say without waffle because people get all panicked about what does well-being mean and do I have to do certain things and people at my last job used to sometimes laugh and say do I have to wear a leotard and say no, only if you want to you know that's not what well-being is well-being is that can be part of well-being and yes it's really important to think about things like yoga and meditation and all that but yes. let's start with the basics yes how do you recognize poor well-being in yourself and others okay and what do you do about it? What would be the definition? See, for someone listening about well-being, say they're not too sure, what would be the definition of well-being? Oh, God, now you're putting me... I, I've got... I, I put something on my, my page the other day. It was the, the World Health Organisation, but it's it's been physically and mentally well enough to kind of achieve your potential. Okay, I like that. Which is it really struck with me. It's, it sounds great. So it's about looking at your staff and thinking, actually... Managers know when their staff aren't happy. They just yeah. choose to ignore it because they think, I don't know what to do, I don't know yeah. what to say, what yeah. to say the wrong thing, oh my goodness. And I have to say, male managers sometimes panic and think, if I speak to poor Sandra over there who just looks absolutely miserable, she might get upset and work, she might cry. I don't know how to deal with that. I've got a busy day, I'll just nothing. ignore it. Yeah. And especially in sort of salesy environments where it's all about the bottom line, we're all fine, we're all absolutely fine, everyone's fine, 
and they are mm-hmm. until they're not. Yeah. And that sounds really daft, but it's true. No, it's You're absolutely true. fine until you're not. And, and if your suddenly... workforce aren't fine, either are your sales, your either profits, your either is anything. Nothing. And, and if you're not going to look at it from a really holistic point of view and thinking about staff wellbeing, think about it for the bottom line. Because mm-hmm. if they're not feeling great, they're not going to be lifting the phone as much, they're not going to be doing as much, they're not going to be putting as much in. So if you can't force yourself to think about caring for staff, yeah. think about your, your profit. Absolutely. And that's how you'll deal with it. So wellbeing without waffle is something that I can bring to an organisation. Okay. I, I do it as a team meeting. I can do it for managers or staff. I can pop in in the morning and do a nice morning meeting. Okay. So imagine rather than having to sit and listen to it, you know, every morning talking about targets. Yeah. It just makes you want to, you know, <laughs> phone in sick and not come in at all. Yeah, what um, a way to demotivate. What a way to demotivate. We're still not hitting our target yet. We know. We told you that yesterday. Bring me in instead and let's talk about wellbeing and let's get a conversation going. Okay. The other thing I can bring in or you can I can bring out, if you've got a group of managers, I can look at their leadership skills. Okay. So it's engaging leadership, how to be a good leader. And I can also run the workshops for individuals who are leaders who didn't ever really know or want to be leaders. Yes. Leadership for reluctant leaders. So your salon <laughs> managers, your PTs, your joiners. Yes. We're talking this morning, your IT consultants who yep. have suddenly been given a team to manage and, oh my goodness, have to actually look at them as well as deal with them. Yep. Um, so anyone who's de- in that situation, I've put some up on, I'll put some links up to some of the workshops that I'm running. That'd be brilliant. Um, and that's just a case of getting a group of people together. Once I've got enough people, we'll book a room and we'll go and, we'll go and run it. And the other thing that I talk about, which is completely separate, but really important as well, is that I nearly had to bankrupt myself when I was 21. Okay. Because I was so bad with money. Right. And I thought that being bad with money was just like being short or yeah. having blue eyes and you're just bad with money yeah and I realized when my wee mum handed over I think it was about three and a half thousand pounds over the counter of a bank in Glasgow and yeah. said this is the last time I do this for you pal mm-hmm. um you can keep keep saying you're bad with money but it's not funny anymore okay and it's not cute anymore and you need to actually get a handle on this because right. I am not bailing you again okay so I thought, wait, uh, maybe I can, maybe this is something I could actually learn how to do. Okay. And it wasn't very exciting, and it's not obviously it's not sexy, but it has made the biggest difference in my life because I am now good with money. Okay. I help my friends to get good with money. Right. Um, I had one pal who said to me one day I was staying at her house, we'd been out, and she was like, oh, I'd love to go to Kilimanjaro next year and climb Kilimanjaro. Okay. But it's three grand. I can't afford it. And I was like, sorry. And she's like, oh, I can't afford it. It's like. You're a teacher, aren't you? On a promote post, I knew how much she earned, and okay. it was over forty k. Okay. And she was like, "Oh no, I couldn't because you know my car and shit." Stop it. So we sat down. We did the budget and spreadsheet there and then. Okay. And she did it. She climbed Kilimanjaro because it, she could do it. It was just do it. every time I went to Tesco, I was doing spent twenty pound. I was like, "Stop going to Tesco then." Yeah. <laughs> Go to the shop. Just buy you know? yourself. Just, 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 just stop yeah. it. So what's more important, you know, having a morning coffee at a Starbucks when you have a kettle in the house, yes. or climbing Kilimanjaro, and it's that sort of stuff. So we do look at the the kind of mindset stuff around how you think about things, and I've had to relook at my mindset recently as well through some reading that I've been doing because okay. I thought. I was brought up in a really good environment, money-wise, yeah. there was no debt, we, yeah. we didn't have it, we didn't, you know, if we didn't have the money, we didn't buy it, but there were still things around, you know, how we look at kind of riches and wealth, so, because there always are, so I've been forced to kind of relook at that, so we do look at money mindset, but lots of it is the really practical stuff that... Okay. You don't want to do, but do you know what? Get a handle on it and you will yeah. feel so much better. Last year, I had the best kind of year financially I've ever had. Brilliant. And I was able to help friends out. My sister came over from Australia. I was able to take her for lunch. My brother and I went on holiday and he was saying, do you want me to... No, I don't need you to give me money. My pal's like, oh, the tickets have come up for the Spice Girls. Let's book them and I'll need to go into my tip jar. And I was no, you don't need to go into any jar. I've got cash. I'll pay it. You give me it back. That was the best feeling ever. 
Oh, brilliant! From okay, from where I was because yes. it was such a disaster. It was so bad that when I came home from raping and I was a good money maker as a rape, always made good commission. I had to hide in the loos from Glasgow Airport down to Air to see my folks because I had no money for the train fare. It was oh. all gone. No. It was just all gone. So what was it going like? So you were raping abroad? Yes, yeah, so I was raping abroad. It was, I was out every single night, as most people were. But just it was living just, it up. I just lived it up. It was really excessive. There was loads of clothes. When I lived in Glasgow, there was definitely a bit of, sort of shopping addiction. Yes, yeah. When I worked in the shops. Yep. I worked for June Shoes for eight weeks, and I vividly remember I had nine pairs of shoes like, over a pair a week at, at like 60, 70 quid a time. Back in the day when I was earning a wee supervisor's wage. Yeah. Um, the debt was just getting higher and higher and higher and when I went abroad I basically just kind of left it all and then it kind of caught up with me my right. mum got a letter saying I owed £12,000 and she was like what on earth and I was like no there's nothing like I need to tell you it's just been it's just accumulated accumulated I was just so bad with it I just lived beyond my means it must be so it's common. so common <laughs> people don't want to talk about money they don't want to talk about you know especially if they tie their finances with someone else. Yeah. I always have a thing that I always say to all my friends, if we're over 20, yeah. you cannot afford to do this and it not end up having a bad effect on you financially. And it's not romantic. Yeah. You have to protect your money yeah. at all costs. You have to protect yeah. your house at all costs. Yeah. These are the these are the biggies. So I, I'm running a workshop on the 29th of May. Okay. In the Virgin Money Lounge on called how to get, get good with money okay. and have more of it. Brilliant. Just a little extra thing that I like to talk about because it's so so dear to my heart and it's made such a big difference. And you've lived it, so it's it's actually authentic from you. You're not sitting like having never been through anything and just being like, Oh, this is what you do. Like you've got yourself into a good position. And also I found that the sort of frugal world out there, and there is a kind of frugal world, wasn't for me because I didn't want if if I lived to be a hundred, I didn't want the results of the frugal life that they were selling me, like living in the countryside and having, you know, five wains and a tatty old cardigan, which is what you see on all these frugal sites. And I thought, no, that's not I I don't I don't want that, you know? (laughs) Um it was like you know, your allotment and the good life. And I'm like, for me that's not the good life. For me that's a nightmare. You know, I want to just pop to Aldi and get my eggs, thanks very much. So I didn't fit in that world. So okay. I got loads of tips from them. But ultimately, that wasn't, that's not me. I, I always wanted my holidays. I'm a city girl. I wanted uh-huh. to live in the town. I wanted to go eat out. Yeah. So my things are all around, like, I've got my key ring and I'm flashing yeah. it everywhere I go. Oh, you and, you know, so I use it constantly. Good. And someone said to me, do you think you'll get value from it? I was like, I think they're absolutely sick of the sight of me. And like, oh no, there she comes again with that key ring. Oh, oh no, that's so, so good to know. You know get, get your deals, get your offers and, and do it that way. I'm not asking anyone to sit in the house and just have a miserable existence or be so frugal yeah. that you don't actually enjoy the life we've got yeah live your life because you well, never know we, you we, need to we, live we know you, we know and the, the the person who first got me into getting a store card isn't here to tell the tale um so we're here so you have to be um you have to be realistic and you have to enjoy life but you can do it without absolutely bankrupting yourself oh well that's the thing as well because I think you can take it to the point so you're living say you're living your hashtag best life yep. and you're just excessive with it yep. which is that has been me mm-hmm. I am a total spendthrift um, and then actually you rack up this debt and then that leads into mental health problems because yeah, you then absolutely. become anxious. You become, it takes up your whole waking thought. Yep. Money, you then have a really bad relationship with it. And it's, yep. there's a lot going on at the moment about having a good relationship with money. Yes. Let, let it flow. Don't think of it as being a negative thing. Why yep. do you think, maybe especially in the west of Scotland, people are awkward around money? It's like it's It goes back to the whole kind of like 
you don't want anyone to think that you're bragging or blowing, as we call it down where I'm from. Yes, you know, don't, okay. you don't want anyone to think that you're blowing, yeah. that you can afford this or you can afford that, so we don't really talk about it. Folk don't talk about their salaries. It's really funny since I've gone um, into being a business owner. People talk to me about money all the time and ask really awkward questions that no one ever asked when you were working. No one ever said, how much do you earn? And yeah. I earned well. But no one ever asks, you know, and I think, oh, it's really... And I find it awkward and I've had to say to people before, I'm not comfortable with this conversation, but, yeah. you know, at least I can say that. Yeah. Um, but people like to dig into the... But I think people don't talk about it. And you look at what other people have got. Yeah. And this is one of the things I talk about a lot as well is that you only see what people have got. You don't see what they haven't. Yes. So... True. And people go down this sort of say you were to meet me tomorrow and I was out in town and you worked with me 10 years ago and you saw that I'd got my own business and you might think, oh, I saw Laurie and she had five Debenhams bags. She must be doing really well for herself. Oh, I wonder what she's doing that I'm not. And going, now what you don't know. Yep is that I've got vouchers from my old work yeah. and I'm finally spending them because I've actually put on tons of weight and I've just lost it so I'm feeling great now That's and I've popped into Debenhams and it's in the sale or you know you don't know that Maybe by seeing someone know. carrying bags and it might be the only time I've shopped this year Yeah, it might be the only time I'm going to shop this year you, well, don't, exactly. know. you don't know and I think people I put so much weight on material Yeah, whereas I just think actually I would rather if I had £500 earnings from a week, a month, or however long it takes for a for a earning of that amount, I'd rather spend it on doing something, going to a festival, yep. going round Scotland. Although I have to say Scotland's quite expensive, so you're yes, probably like not you're too far with that. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Rather yep. than actually thinking, oh, I'm going to go and spend it on a pair of shoes. Like I, yep. I, can't, I can't bring myself to buy expensive pair of shoes. It's just not on my radar. And if I did, I know that I would just ruin them the first time I wore them because I'm too. very prone to doing things like that. So for me, it's about having, it's about doing stuff, not having stuff. Yeah. So you know, like, like you posted last week about the kinky boots that you'd been to see. Yeah. That was just a sheer delight, you know, yeah. for £30. And I was oh. so glad I'd gone. Did you go? Oh, yeah. we did. Hey, we just, it's, it's, it was just beautiful I just loved it you yeah know, it's like Tuesday night and you're sitting in the theatre and it's roasting hot and you're like this is just a, a joy and a tonic you know so oh, I do yeah. a lot of theatre that's one of my priorities when I get cash the first thing I do is book a holiday good the second thing I do is let's have a look at the theatre yes you know and my Brilliant. friends like too. she lives at home and so she's not getting as many outgoings as me and she's sometimes like let's do this and I'm like wait a wee minute you know I've had to say to her before I would love to see Calamity Jane, but I need to go to Morrison's. Yeah, you know? uh-huh. so now come on, okay, let's, we let's, need to, let's, let's just see. have a bit of a balance. I'd love to see that in December, but I'm going to wait, and I don't normally wait because I am a planner. But at the moment, I'm like, let's just see how things roll. Aye. you know. But that's my priorities. No having, I couldn't really care less about having stuff. I've got the stuff that I need to do my job and have yeah. my business. But other than that, I've got a wee flat which I love, which I've you know, it's got a tiny mortgage. So I was talking to someone about this. That that's not a priority. No, you know, it's like, can I get out and as soon as I had the cash I booked my holiday oh, always yes. good that is exactly what I do yeah literally holidays 100% straight away and my friend's got a good saying she says you can't put a price on memories you can you know and it's like all this stuff I'm really good at cleaning out as well and decluttering so I live a reasonably minimalist okay life in the house and it comes back from travelling as well much as I've got no desire to go anywhere because I was away for so long I don't have a lot of stuff okay and I've never really accumulated a lot of stuff well you don't need a lot of stuff I don't need a lot of stuff so people sometimes has to come in the house and said where's all your stuff and I'm like this is all my stuff <laughs> this is it you know I've got a lot in here I had eight years of like constant moving and can you can you move to here can you go there can you swap apartments can you do it by can you do it by this afternoon and you're like yeah of course you just pack up a suitcase and go so that yeah. that is very much that's part of the rebel side yeah, of me. You're able and to just, just do that. Yeah, let's chuck it all in a suitcase and move. So yeah, there's still not much more. I <laughs> know oh, that's good. That's a good way to live, though. A really good way to live. So if you were to give us, obviously you can't give everything away because you've got the workshop and people yep. should book onto that. 
But if you were to give us, say, three top tips for money management then... Yep. Now, let me think, because I had it all down. So, first of all, just get comfortable with looking at your accounts and what's in there and not okay. thinking... Ugh. Or ignoring it completely. Yeah. Get, get used to looking. I, I check on my account every single day. Okay. Just for two minutes. I know exactly what's in there anyway, but I just have a quick look. Yeah. Everything's okay. Just get used to looking at it. It's Money is... Uh, what do they call it in the book I was reading? I was reading Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, which okay. is amazing. Okay. And they call it like a greaser or something to ease your way through life. And that's a great way of looking at okay, it. Okay, yeah. Because there's so much you can't do without it. So get comfortable looking at your accounts. Yes. Um, the second thing I would say is look at all your sort of direct debits, ins and outs, and what, anything you don't use, cancel. Some okay. people do have old direct debits and things still floating about, and I hate to say it, but if you have a gym membership and you go once a month and for a swim and it costs you £27 a month, that's a £27 swim. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't join the gym. I know. Because I, some people love it and yeah. fair play to them, but I know that I, I prefer being outside. Yeah, and I had two gym memberships at one point when I was a gym bunny, and I used them both completely right, okay. religiously. So Everyone was worth it. it. I yeah. went in the morning to my, cl- my, my gym and then night to my classes. It was totally worth it. But now... I don't have to start work at a particular time. I've, I've cancelled one, but I do use it. So if you use it, great. If you don't use direct debits, cancel them. Yeah. And the other thing that I always talk about is kind of signing up to the cashback sites. Now, if you don't know that they're so there. So tell us about these. Someone told me about this other day and I was like, what? So honestly, most things that you do in life, you'll get cashback for. It's to do with pays per click. It's like affiliate marketing. Yeah, it's affiliate marketing. Soon. So believe it or not, wait for this, Just Eat is on there. So every time you have a takeaway you'll get a couple of... Now, it's not untold riches. No, I think I got no. 46 pence the other night, but I was having the takeaway anyway. Um, my contact lenses, when I order them, when I order my protein for going to the gym, um, and especially if you buy, like, if you need a new washing machine, you think, oh, no, my washing machine's broken, yep. at least you'll get something back. Okay. So you've got Quidco, you've got Top Cashback. Um, again, I can give you links. So you can that would be referral, brilliant. Thank then you. you would get a, a wee bit of money off to start with. And... Um, on a referral link so yeah there, there's basically the main ones are quick quote and talk cashback and I've been using them for years and it just it's not quick it takes ages to, okay. to build up but it yep. does trickle in and for me normally I look just before my holidays and yep. I think right okay I could just do a few bits of my holidays as yep. you could it's covered by my, my cashback that I've accumulated on bits and pieces that I was going to buy anyway that is so good because my friend mentioned it to me the other day and she was like eh, like it was about flowers mm-hmm. and she was like so her, her husband was like oh Remember, you were supposed to sign up to the site. I hope you've been using it because I've been accumulating. And she was like, I've not done that. I better do it. And then she had to buy something, flowers or a cat or something. And she was like, do you know what? I got £4 back from that. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, think, I think I get £4 back every time I buy like my contact lenses now. I need to buy them anyway. It's not a choice. My site's terrible. So why not and take the money back? Oh, I think I've got £70 in one at the minute and 30 in another. Just from bits and pieces I've had to buy the laptop and some stuff for the business. Yeah. But there's so many things on there that you would think like literally just eat. That's a game changer. So every time that you have a takeaway, you're getting a little bit of money back. That's nice. I yeah. like that. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so what else have you got coming up? Did you mention a, you mentioned a support group? No, so a new networking. A new so, networking, okay. So I don't network enough. I don't network enough. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm a member of a group called 4 Aim. So yes. I went along to it just the once and it's a particular format where you get 40 seconds to introduce yourself in the room. Okay. There's always either a breakfast or a lunch or something involved okay. and then you get three one-to-ones of 10 minutes in the room. Right. So you actually get a chance to do your networking there and then okay. and have a proper catch-up and see if there's something that you could work together or you can refer each other. Okay. So I went along to one in Glasgow, the breakfast meeting, really enjoyed it, lovely people okay. and just thought, right, I-, I love this and it so happened, well... Maybe it didn't so happen on the day that I was there. The chairman was there, okay, and he was like, "Oh my goodness, we really want to open a lunchtime 
version there should be enough people in Glasgow to do a lunchtime group yep. would you like to start it so I was like of course I would um, because I think there is absolutely space for the two There's always, so, uh, there always is there's people, space for everything because people some people can't come to the breaks because they've got kids and different things yep. and it suits some people and not others so it's through 4 but it yep. is a, a networking lunch which is starting on the, also on the 29th of May because I do like to keep myself busy <laughs> um, and that's in all bar one and I am if you want to come along it's £15 okay. in charge and that includes your lunch Brilliant. And you'll get to meet with, it'll be probably about 30 other business people in the room. Oh, that's so, really good. I've got all different sorts of people signed up so far. And good. I've asked my kind of usual suspects, I meet at networking first, and then I'm going to open it out to, to anyone and um, lots of people through Glasgow. So Brilliant. Networking is just something that's so vital, I think, yeah. for business owners. I think it's, and it's, un- people, they might, when they start, find it uncomfortable, but... Yeah. When you get used to it, you get better at it. But you're brilliant at networking. I love networking. You are. I network all day long. You're so um, good at it. Because I just think it's so important to have these great connections. And these people, I hadn't met any... When I was working, I was working at a job up until February. But I started sort of networking last September, knowing that the job was coming to an end. I was doing a job at the time where I could go out and speak to people for my job legitimately yep. but also they knew I was starting the business so they were like look do what you know when you go out yep. you do what you need to do yep. I, it was just and I was so lucky the first one I went to was East End Connections which is a really really friendly bunch okay. and then I just started to go to different things and I've met such a good crowd of people Good. who are so supportive and so helpful and you know I mentioned something once at a group like oh I think I'm going to miss having colleagues and you know five minutes later I had a text saying have you heard about this group that's starting and this co-working and just really nice helpful just really humans, supportive you know, that humans. are so supportive and yeah. understand what it's like and you can talk to them about the down days when you are sitting on your own and you're not seeing a living soul and you haven't seen anyone the day before and you think yeah. what am I doing this for you know because we all we all have them in business so oh god but, quite often as well <laughs> quite like, often honestly but, quite often and so okay well this is like a pure tip fest but if you were to talk if someone was to say Laurie I've not networked before but I know yeah. that I need to start doing it what would be your three top tips for that? <laughs> well, the first person I met networking was Sophie from Versanta. Oh, so that was Sophie. lovely. So she was right in front of me in the queue. It so happened again. That was like, yeah. So we chatted for five minutes, and then I said to her, "I could Sorry. literally stand here and talk to you." And. I- I could have stood there all day because you know Sophie's lovely, Aye, but I, lovely. I just said, look, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna force myself to go and speak to other people. So it's just a case of going up to people, and I think the best tip I've been given was ask them what do they do, yes, so that they talk about themselves, and yep. then if it's something you can help with, you can tell them that. But obviously, a lot of the time, it's just what do you do, and then if they haven't had time to ask what do you do, that's when you arrange a wee one to one. That's my second point is about follow up. Yes, you get tons of business cards. Follow up that day okay. ideally um, and I've, I've broken my own rule I've, got, I've been out networking all week I've got two piles sitting in the living room but I will do it. I'll connect okay. with them all when I go in and I, I do tend to just click and network them after the training I talk okay. to you guys about with Helen Pritchard yes. they usually remember who you are but sometimes if we have had a conversation it just feels a little bit rude so I just say it was lovely to meet you and click 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 but if you do just want to click and add them that's usually fine Okay. Um, and the third thing is follow up with one to ones and anyone yep. that you think there might be something you could do together or you want to know a bit more about their business Business, you you take the time and you have a wee coffee with them. Yeah, they tell you about them. You tell them about you, and you never know. You just never know when networking where it leads. I know. Well, that's it, and it's in the age old saying of it's all about who you know. Absolutely. And if you, if you don't widen your network, then you can't have that. What for your? You can't have that benefit for yourself because you're not Absolutely. giving yourself the chance to know. 
as many people and that's why I find it so valuable yeah and it's hard you know especially if you are introverted or nervous and you think yeah. oh god everyone knows each other but genuinely go to a, a nice supportive one first and yeah. just have like you know your own events are lovely I went to the GGC networking god months and months ago and that's how I met Jen Wilson yeah that was right that was October that was October was I remember October, that was the first was, time we met yeah because it was my birthday yeah. month and I wanted to have a one to one yoga lesson which I hadn't organised and I met Jen and I was like right this is the person I want to do it yes. and then I had a one to one yoga lesson and we've just been Sort of each other's supporters ever since and yeah. if I see and she's doing I'll promote it and vice versa and that's how because I genuinely liked her and thought she was great and I met her at your event and I met yeah. lots of nice women that night so yeah it's just about having these great connections and then they, you know, I was telling you one of the girls messaged me the other day saying that oh the industry I work in is full of stress please contact this person and that person and it's an industry I have never been near so I had no idea but yes. she obviously thought I would be the right person to speak to so it's just seeing wee bits and pieces and people do it to me all the time I've seen this that I thought you might like have you read this article yeah. and I just sit at home and think wow these people are amazing Yeah. you know I just have never I didn't expect business to be like this yes. I imagine because I'd never done it it would be really cutthroat and really yeah. even people in my own industry are still happy to talk to me and it, you might think it's competition but it's collaboration collaboration over competition and the thing is as well it doesn't need to be like there's that if you know, like that kind of you know well it's business but then you can be a business owner but not be a wanker yeah and absolutely. not be this ruthless yeah horrible like because uh, it's like there has to be a line where it's like remember to be human and yeah. that you're dealing with humans and you know treat people the way you expect to be treated absolutely and you know people just look out for you and you look out for them and at the moment I feel very much like I'm taking all the time because I'm a new business owner but I have helped others and I know I have and of I will course. help them much more in the future and roundabouts because yeah. at one point people will be coming to you that's it and, and I'll be happy start, to do it of you know, course because of I know, course. I'll, I'll know a bit more with them but at the moment I've been very much asking all the questions but people are really happy to answer them brilliant so we're we're, we're chatting and we're in Mental Health Awareness Week, but this podcast will go live next week. So yeah. talk to, let's talk a wee bit about that then, because obviously you do workshops in wellness, so you're well aware of how to deal with different people and different situations. So how did you get into that side of it? Well, just through my work in employability, where a lot of the clients had mental health issues as, as well as potentially physical health issues yeah. um, and huge barriers to employment. So it, it became, the good thing about it is it became, it completely normalised it for us. It became something we got used to speaking yeah. about every single day. We got very, very good at just breaking down the barriers, at having a having a laugh about it. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, you know, you were dealing with it constantly. So you got used to all the different patterns. You got used to seeing if someone was particularly not okay if there were things yeah. that would change people sometimes would change their medication and you would notice straight away an yeah. improvement or you know a backsliding with people with addictions who would get so much better you know after seeing them and you maybe hadn't seen them for six weeks they'd come in like a different person yeah and you could tell straight away and it was being able to see why you know so it became a really it's a conversation I can have without any sort of awkwardness or embarrassment because yeah. I did it as a job for, for three and a half years and then also I had my own problems with depression in the past um which came as a complete shock to me as a very cheery, bubbly, bright, open, yeah. friendly person. Yeah. It doesn't discriminate. And I had problems when I was, um, I, I took a job through in Edinburgh and it didn't work at all for me. And no blame, it just didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And I had depression and ended up leaving the job, going back to mum and dad's for six weeks and then going back into another another job back in Glasgow. So I knew what it was like to be there okay. and to be sitting there and thinking... You know, not really thinking much to be honest, really feeling quite numb and not able to do an awful lot. I was so, so lucky that I was supported so well by my friends and family. Yeah. But how awful it would have been if you hadn't had that. Yeah. Because they recognised it obviously before I did. So I just think it's so important to talk about it. And yeah. I think while we're sitting in a place where 
you know, every two hours in the UK, a man kills himself. Is that the start? That's the start. That's horrendous. It's, it's the biggest killer of men under 45. Now, when I saw that start, I was so shocked. I assumed it was going to be like, oh dear, you know, some young men, young men have heart attacks or, you know, diabetes or whatever it might have been. But no, it, it's it's suicide. And while we're sitting in that, we, we have to be doing more about it. We have to be talking about it more. We have to make it something that you can talk about. Yeah. And I think that being able to say, no, I'm not okay. Mm. It's so powerful, and obviously yeah. you're not you know you're not going to have that conversation with every person that asks you in the street, are no. you okay? You're obviously going to go, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. But there's got to be someone that you can reach out to and say, no, actually, I'm not fine. I haven't been through a while. Yeah, um, doctors are obviously overstretched and often tend to just put people on meds but again you don't, it's not a life sentence you don't have to do it forever lots yeah. of people I know have done it for six months started to feel better did all the other things for themselves all the self-care yeah. and self-help stuff that yeah. makes you feel better and it's the really boring stuff that everyone thinks you know oh god I can't listen to this again but it is the good food the getting yeah. out and sunshine exercise exercise sleep, sleep um, routine yeah. having something to look forward to is so important so yeah. if someone can just identify that and notice those triggers and in a workplace if someone can talk about it and again someone coming in externally mm-hmm. to just can, can be really open and honest and have those conversations and, and as I say it's, it's second nature to me yeah. we talked about it every day we had to do safeguarding you know every day there was a lot of people we had to think we have a serious concern about where their mental health is at and if yeah. they're suicidal so again, that became something we could do. Yeah. It's not nice to have to listen to it, yeah. but we could do it. And okay. um, we also had a, a conversation with our sort of mental health advisors around, we have to have somewhere to decontaminate as well. Yes. Because you've had to listen to a lot of problems and a lot of negativity, rightly, but you know people having constant issues all day long has an impact on you listening to it as well. Yes. So if you are listening to it, and if you're in a, a field where you're listening to it, there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure among people who are nurses and care workers because they're having to listen to it and take it all on so they need somewhere to vent as well so just asking your staff if they're okay and actually taking the time to listen is the most powerful thing you can do and taking them away half an hour cup of tea yeah you okay because I know you've got this going on and that going on and listen to what's being said around you they're not asking for you know they're genuinely and genuinely not asking for anything they don't even expect you to do anything yeah. just the fact that you can You're actually listening have and a you care and you care i think if, i think when you feel cared for in a workforce yeah. you'll always whether you know it or not you'll work harder because you, you feel like you're appreciated you're valued as a person so yeah. it's just a natural thing where when you feel that you put an extra yeah, you do and you know it's great when people say oh my work we're brilliant you know if, if someone's mm-hmm. lost someone they'll, you know my work were absolutely fantastic or I wasn't well then my work were great it's great when you hear that and then yeah. they support them back in in a really really helpful and healthy way yeah. because people you know shit happens and, know. and things happen to people and unfortunately one if one in four of us is going to have a mental health issue yeah if one in four of us is going to have cancer, yeah. if, you know, there's all this stuff out there that's happening to people all around and you don't always know. No. You know, I know offices I've worked in, you know, I, I get told everything because they know that I won't judge or, or yeah. you know, and there's been, you know, infertility, cancer, yeah. physical health, mental health stuff that they maybe don't always share. Yeah. But it's all going on and it all has an impact. Of course it so, does. you know, you can't pretend it doesn't. Yeah. And anybody that says, oh, you know, my workforce are fine if you have more than four staff. Chances are that somebody's not yeah, fine at any one time, you know, true. and that, that is true, you yeah. know, you think about it, it doesn't quite work quite as evenly yeah, as that, yeah, you know what I mean, there's always exactly. something going on, so okay. that can take away from the, yeah, and again, if it's not for the, the care and the love of your people, think about the bottom line, yeah, exactly, look after that, but ultimately but it's about think the people, of, yeah, it's think about, about the people, of course it is, it's, you know, about, the it's about your people, and how good would you feel if your staff could say, do you know what, this happened and that happened, but the bosses were amazing, my workplace were great, you know, well, like a business, 
actually is the people. Of course it is. It's not. Like, obviously, yes, the people at the top have got the strategy. Maybe they started it or whatnot. But it's the people working for you that are bringing it to life. So... You need to care about them. You need to look after them because stuff's going to happen to them, unfortunately, yeah. throughout their life. Things yeah. wax and wane, things are good, things are bad, and yeah. nothing's perfect for everyone all the time. It just doesn't work no. like that. No, no. They might have money worries, they might have. They might go through a divorce, they might go yeah. through a separation, they might ha- have grief and, and lose someone. You just, you have to deal with it all. And as a manager, it is on you, you have to deal with it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I feel like we've covered so many bases here, Laurie. <laughs> we have. How can people listen to this get in touch with you? So I've got a Facebook page, which I'll give you the link for. Yes. Um, and also I'm on Insta, um, where I put a little bit of kind of behind the scenes stuff. And I'm on really active on LinkedIn, which is something I'm doing a lot more of recently. Brilliant, because so you, you gave us a brilliant there. training video in the GGC business group on LinkedIn. Oh, thank you. Which yeah. was fab. That was a, a woman called Helen Pritchard. If you're not following her, follow her okay. tomorrow. She's absolutely okay. fantastic. And she talks about how to use LinkedIn more effectively and just go on there, show up and be, be honest and don't yeah. think of it as a sort of dusty platform. Where, yeah. As she says, CVs go to die, um, which is what <laughs> you, know, you used to think. And I used to think, I used to put all my energy into my Insta, which is, you know, just pictures um, and none on LinkedIn. And then I'm realising, well, my customers are on LinkedIn and yeah, it's that's people that I need to speak to yeah. business owners and HR <laughs> professionals who organise trainers and yeah. here I am playing around on LinkedIn with pictures of my friend's dog but you know LinkedIn <laughs> is the place to be so yes. yeah that's where I'm on all these platforms okay brilliant right great and I'll post the links underneath excellent thank you so much well thank you so much for being on the podcast you know, it's been great to talk thank you so much and we'll speak soon speak soon